0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Net Jabbar. This is going to be episode 172 of The Informed Catholic. Episode 172 of The Informed Catholic. It's now October and it's 2020. Well, today I have an article by um, John Henry Weston, uh, the editor-in-chief of LifeSite News, And uh, this one here is, again, we have another, uh, I guess, article, an interview with Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò, Viganò's uh, on Pope Francis' encyclical, Brotherhood, a manifesto in the service of the New World Order. It's dated Thursday, October 15th, 2020. And it's very interesting because there's something, um, a remark that um, Vigano said about Pope Francis's encyclical. Well, before we begin, please subscribe and share to my podcast. It'll be a great help uh, if you like what I do. Um, the purpose of my podcast is I read articles and I do make some commentary. I try to make... Um, Intelligent commentary on the, on the articles. And the idea is to get the news out there to fellow Catholics. I think, you know, a lot of times when I talk to people uh, about events, current events, um, usually coworkers or uh, friends, a lot of times they don't even know what's going on. And that's really frustrating to me. A lot of times people don't pay attention to the news. They really don't um i don't think in any ways it's intentional i think because people just are busy w- with their lives they're busy you know getting things done uh trying to make ends meet uh trying to get through the work day trying to get through the week uh you know they got f- uh responsibility at home uh family obligations things like that and 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 i understand that you know i mean that's That's my conclusion. Um, It's a, you know, it's a, it's a fair conclusion. Then again, you know, some people could be just, they just don't want to listen. They just don't want to listen. Or maybe they're just indifferent or um, they don't care. Maybe they just don't care, you know, but at the same time, everybody does have a political opinion. Everybody has an opinion uh, people. Ha- everybody has values. Everybody has uh, their own personal uh, rules for life. Um, they. They have. Uh, everyone. Everyone is a philosopher. You don't have to be a scholar uh, sitting at some, um, you know, co- you know, college classroom or or uh, auditorium, uh, pontificating uh, your views about life. No. Everybody, even. The most uneducated person is a philosopher. Even a a homeless person has his or her own philosophy, and uh, that's that's just uh, you know my uh, my view about human beings because we are intellectual cl- uh, creatures. We don't have to be scholars, but we have personal belief. We have. Belief system. We're all shaped by uh, the world around us. We're all shaped by our faith. We're all shaped by our life experience. Um, Not all um, ideas are good. Not all. uh, There's also bad philosophy. There's uh, uh, bad uh, religion. Just the same thing. You could be brought up in a, a household where the Christian faith was not taught well or. Whatever you know, whatever you may learn, whatever religion background you come from, um, everybody is shaped positive and negative. Life's experiences and life's tragedies shape the way you think and the way you act, uh, the way you respond to events, the way you respond towards the world. Um, you know, you could be abused and molested, and that could have an effect on how you think. And how you face problems. All right, so uh, let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the Holy Church and terror of demons, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Defend us from evil in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So um, Viganò responds to Pope Francis's um, new encyclical, Fratelli Toti. Uh, uh, as I said last week, some people are calling it uh, Fruity uh, uh, Tutti, the, the encyclical. It, uh, As I said, it has a very Freemasonic uh, language. Um, it definitely, it's very globalist. Uh, it, it's definitely, um, has a very universalist approach. Mm. It's not really completely grounded from what I heard in the Christian idea, in the Catholic understanding of things. Um, he seems to, um, I mean, from what I heard from Taylor Marshall and others, uh, He doesn't mention God the Father at all. I don't think even once, possibly. Taylor Marshall seems to believe that God the Father is mentioned only zero. (laughs) Exactly, zero. Jesus is only mentioned twice. The Holy Spirit is only mentioned twice. And it's not focused on Jesus Christ as the uniter of the brotherhood of man. It's focused on Adam, the one who uh, brought all humanity down. And another thing is is that with Adam comes division, because the Brotherhood of Man, uh, not down down the road, Cain wind up murdering Abel. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, you know, Abel the just. So out of Cain, division the division of man, man became violent. Cain was the father of violence, the father of war. And that brought on later on in the generation from Adam uh, down the road, the flood of Noah, because uh, the first, uh, the generation from Adam to, uh, to Noah was all but violence and division. And Pope Francis just jumps uh, right over Christ and goes right back to the first man who basically failed. Our first parents failed. Disease, war, division, and uh, the fall of creation. That's all they gave us. So um, he doesn't look towards Jesus Christ. He, uh, as the uniter of, of all humanity, the savior of the world, the one who came to redeem us, he looks towards the first man, the fall. So like I said, I haven't read the encyclical. All I've read is I read portions of it. And so far, um, it's 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 really disappointing. This particular pope, definitely, I hate to say this, but people going to be doing a lot uh, in the future, depending what what the situation is in the future is, to um, to clean up his mess. Pope Francis said, "Make a mess." And I hate to say this, but I think he is definitely going to leave the church, um, very disappointed, very divided. Uh, definitely he's going to leave a very a much weaker Catholic Church. Um, and I and honestly, I think I don't know. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. It, it this this particular Pope is, uh he's a disaster. He's a disaster. All right, let's begin the article by John Henry Weston. All right. Vigano on Pope's Brotherhood Encyclical, a manifesto in the service of the New World Order. The globalist and ecumenical pathism of Fratali Tutti envisions an earthly paradise that lays its foundation on refusing to recognize the kingship of Christ, His Excellency said. By John Henry Weston, October 14, 2020, LifeSite News. In a devastating appraisal of Pope Francis' latest encyclical, *Fratelli toti, the Brotherhood of All, Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò called out its failure to take abortion seriously. This deafening silence concerning the most odious crime in, uh, in the eyes of God because it's committed upon an innocent and defenseless child depriving it of life, portrays the twisted vision of this ideological manifesto that is in the service of the New World Order, he said in an interview with LifeSite News. The globalist, an ecumenical pacifism of fratelli tutti envisions an earthly paradise that lays its foundations on refusing to recognize the kingship of Christ over societies and the entire world. The entire world. The former papal representative of the United States also criticizes the encyclical. The encyclicals call for a brotherhood based on a worldly or horizontal brotherhood rather than on the true brotherhood in Christ. What brotherhood could ever exist between people if killing an innocent child is considered irrelevant? How can one condemn social exclusion while remaining silent on the most criminal of social exclusions, that of a Child who has a right to live to grow to be loved, and to love, adore and serve God and attain eternal life, what is the point of addressing arms trafficking if one can be joined in brotherhood with one who dismembers a child in the womb of its mother, one who sucks the child's brain out of his, out of his instant uh, before birth out the instant before birth. Archbishop Vigano says that the encyclical's apparent hope to bring hope to all men of all the earth is misguided, such in order to truly desire the good of modern man, it is necessary to wake him out of his hypnotic spell of do-goodery, ecolo- uh, ecolo- ecology, passivism, ecumenism, and globalism, in order to want the good of sinful and rebellious man, it is necessary to make him understand that by dis- distancing himself from his creator and Lord, he will end up being a slave of Satan and of himself. Archbishop Vigano spells out, the only hope to foster peace and harmony among men is by conforming to the will of God. In the interview, Archbishop Viganot called on faithful Catholics to pray earnestly and to offer sacrifices for the church's leaders, the hierarchy. Here, the Archbishop um, Archbishop must mean especially hope, uh, uh, Pope Francis, the author of the encyclical, which the Archbishop says represents in a certain way the emptiness of a withered heart, of a blind man deprived of supernatural sight. This is the part here that was uh, pretty big. Okay, the emptiness. Uh, Pope Francis, the author of the encyclical, which the Archbishop says represents in a certain way the emptiness of a withered heart of a blind man deprived of supernatural sight. There is much more to this interview. Um here yeah, and so we're going to we're going to check out the uh that later on. Three questions from John Henry Weston to Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò. What is your opinion on Fortale Toti particularly in si- uh, its silence regarding abortion especially in light of what the encyclical defines as the biggest concerns for politicians. All right, let's continue. Three questions from John Henry Weston to Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò. What is your opinion on Fratelli Tutti, particularly in silence regarding abortion, especially in light of what the encyclical defines as the biggest concerns for politicians? Viganò's uh, reply, Fratelli Tutti, in speaking about the concerns which should motivate the actions of politicians, mentions... The phenomenon of social and economic exclusion, with its baneful consequences, human trafficking, the marketing of human organs and tissues, sexual exploitation of boys and girls, slave labor, including prostitution, the drug and weapons trade, terrorism, and international organized crime. One, these are all plagues that need to be denounced but which I believe are already recognized as such by many people. The focal point, which is much more important from the moral aspect, but not mentioned in the encyclical, is abortion, which is tragically claimed today as a right. Number two, the the deafening silence concerning the most odious crime in the eyes of God because it is committed upon an innocent and defenseless child depriving it of life betrays the twisted vision of this ideological manifesto that is in the service of the new world order. It's slanted vision lays in psychologically prostrated submission to the request of the mainstream thought while looking at the teachings of the gospel with the myphobic my and embarrassed view of those who consider it unthinkable and outdated. The spiritual transcendent dimensions is completely ignored, as are natural and Catholic morality. But what brotherhood could ever exist between people if killing an innocent child is considered irrelevant? How can one condemn social ex- uh, exclusion while remaining silent on the most criminal of social exclusions, that of a child who has a right to live, to grow, to be loved, and to love, adore, and serve God, and attain eternal life? What is the point of addressing arms and trafficking if one can be joined in brotherhood with one who who dismembers a child in the womb of its mother, one who sucks the child's brain out, the instant before birth? How can one place brotherhood ahead uh, of the horror of those who poison the sick or the elderly who are denied any any chance of participating in our Lord's passion through suffering? What respect for nature can be invoked when the gender of a person written into our crumbs can be changed or when a sterile sterile union of two men or uh, or two women can be considered a family does not the destructive fury of mother earth apply to those who by altering the wonderful work of the creator assumes the right to modify the dna of plants animals and human beings for telituti is an encyclical that not only lacks faith but also hope and charity the voice of the divine shepherd and physician of souls does not echo in its language but rather the rap- uh, the rapacious wolf's growl or the merc- uh, mercenary deafening silence of john chapter 10 verse 10 there is no breath uh, of love either for god or for man because in in order to truly desire the good of modern man, it is necessary to wake him out of his hypnotic spell of do-goodery, equalism, pacifism, ecumenism, and globalism. In order to want the good of sinful and rebellious man, it is necessary to make him understand by dis- dis- uh, distancing himself from his Creator and Lord, he will end up being a slave of Satan and of himself. No sense of brotherhood with other damned souls can remedy enmity towards God. It will not be the world nor philanthropists who will judge him, but our Lord himself who died on the cross to save him. I believe that this very sad fortelli represents in a certain way this is it. This is the big one here. I'm going to repeat again. I believe that this very sad Fortale Tutti represents in a certain way the emptiness of a withered heart of a blind man deprived of supernatural sight who gropingly thinks he can give an answer that he himself first ignores. I recognize that it is a sad and grave statement but I think the more then asking ourselves about the, or, the orthodoxy of this doc, we should ask ourselves, what is the state of a soul incapable of feeling any surge of charity, allowing himself to be touched by a divine ray shining into that gloomy grayness represents by this, his utopian transfer dream close to the grace of, of God. Wow. Nest is it here. Let me read it one more time. I believe that this very sad Fratelli Tutti, the brotherhood of all, represents in a certain way the emptiness of a withered heart of a blind man deprived of supernatural sight, who is gropingly, who gropingly thinks he can give an answer that he himself first ignores. I rec- I recognize that it is a sad and grave statement, but I think that more than asking ourselves about the orthodoxy of this document we should ask ourselves what is the state of a soul incapable of feeling any surge of charity of allowing himself to be touched by a divine ray shining into that into that gloomy grayness represented by his utopian transient dream that is closed to the grace of god that is serious. He's literally saying that Pope Francis has lost sight of Christ. That he's completely overwhelmed by the world. That in a sense that he I don't think he knows who Jesus is anymore. I think because of his obsession. I mean, there's something psychological. I remember the film, The Two Popes that incident that very incident that happened to him back in argentina during that that dictatorship where many of his brothers i think were imprisoned or uh, who were who were communists and i think maybe whatever failure and his fall from grace among the jesuits and he must have really dived into, if it's true, all that Marxist material, all that stuff he read. Maybe this this is a, uh, uh, you know, a penance for him. Maybe he thinks this is an opportunity to make up for what happened. Maybe he really does. He has secularized and humanized Christ in his own mind. That he know that he's gotten confused between the secular humanist Christ and he no he doesn't recognize the Christ of the Catholic faith. Maybe in his mind he thinks he is servicing Christ. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. It's hard to understand. Um it's hard to understand uh, Pope Francis. It really is. This uh Next passage is in Latin, so I won't read it. But the intro of this Sunday's Mass sounds a warning for us. And I think here's a quotation. The Lord is the salvation of his people who shall be heard in tribulation as long as they listen to his law. Our Lord tells us in no uncertain terms, without me you can do nothing, which is John, Gospel John, chapter 15, 15, verse 8. The utopia of the Tower of Babel, no matter how it may be up, update itself and appear under the guise of the United Nations or the New World Order is destined to collapse stone upon stone because it is not founded on a cornerstone who is Christ. He's right about that. And this is something I have, I have often, uh, is come to, um, I often feel that it comes to my mind, the image, of the Tower of Babel. And I think this is what human beings are trying to do. When when you're trying to build the world without Christ, uh, which is what happened, think about it, this is what happened after the flood. Human beings try to build the world and a tower basically is kind of like your finger, your middle finger pointing up to God, we're gonna do this our way. We're not going to follow your roadmap We're going to do this ourselves. And what happened is it fell apart. And ever since then, ever since then, the whole world has had empires, the empire of Egypt, the empire of uh, Mesopotamia, the empire of Greece, the empire of Persia, the empires of, uh, you know, of Greece and Rome. You know, all these empires were all empires that basically were trying to unite the world, trying to. Uh, create a world without God. And because these were all pagan worlds and they all fell apart. And ever since, you know, the whole world's always had it. We've had Napoleon. We've had Hitler. We've had um, Spain. We've had, uh, you know, different empire. We've had, uh, you know, the empires of, of the Mongols. We've had the empires of Islam. Everybody tried to do it. Everybody tried to build a world without Christ, you know, you could have God, I mean, in their view, but God can, can, you know, can be basically very uncertain. And that's what happened. I mean, think about it. Islam is an empire without Christ. It is God, but it is a God again, that is distant and far away because human beings don't want God that close. They don't want God interfering in their world. And then when Jesus Christ, who is both God and man, That is too much, even for a Muslim. They reduced him to a prophet. He's a prophet. He's a great prophet, but he's not God. They don't want him to get close. All right, let's continue. Um, And then, you know, he continues here. Uh, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. This is from the book of Genesis on the Tower of Babel. And this is is only the beginning of what they can, they will do. Let me read this again from the beginning. The Lord is the salvation of his people who shall be heard in tribulation as long as they listen to his law. Our Lord tells us in no uncertain terms, without me you can do nothing. John chapter 15, verse 8. The utopia of the Tower of Babel, no matter how it may be updated, Itself and appear under the guise of the United Nations or the new world order is destined to collapse stone upon stone because it is not founded on the cornerstone who is Christ. Behold, they are one people and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will not be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another on the, understand one another's speech. This is Genesis chapter 11, verse four and seven. The globalist and the ecumenical pacifism of fratelli toti envisions an earthly paradise that lay itself foundation on refusing to recognize the kingship of Christ over societies and the entire world on being silent upon the scandal of the cross considered as a divisive rather than only the hope of salvation for humanity. On forgetting that the social injustice and the evil present in the world are consequences of sin, and the only by conforming to the will of God can we hope to foster peace and harmony among men. Human beings can be truly brothers only in Christ by recognizing together the fatherhood of God. The encyclical lacks hope and understanding as a theological virtue infused by God into the soul by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and the eternal life, placing our trust in Christ's promise and relying not not on our strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit, hoping that a horizontal brotherhood horizontal brotherhood can guarantee peace and justice has nothing supernatural about it because it does not look to the kingdom of heaven. It is based on the promises of Christ and it does not consider divine grace necessary. Placing its trust in man who is corrupted by original sin and therefore inclined to evil. Anyone who feeds on such false hope, for example, by stating that there is no need to believe in God to go to heaven, does not perform an act of charity. On the contrary, disencourages the wicked on the path of sin and perdition, making themselves complicit in their damnation and in their despair. It's, it contradicts the very words of the Savior, I said to you, that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. John chapter 8, verse 24. Vigano continues, I add with great pain that lately the answer of the church in the face of evil, death and sickness and suffering and injustice in the world is lacking, if not completely absent. It is as if the gospel has nothing to say to modern man, or as if what what it has to say is outdated. I don't want to, to sell useless recipes. This is the reality. One's blood runs cold when reading these words. God is unjust. Yes, he was unjust with his son by sending him to the cross. There is no need to refute this statement. It is enough to observe that if we deny that sin is the cause of suffering and death that that afflicts humanity, we inevitably end up placing the responsibility on God, accusing Him of being unjust, and therefore excluding Him, therefore excluding Him from our very own horizon. From here, we understand how the pursuit of human brotherhood is found outlined in the words of the psalmist, the kings of the earth rise up and and the princes take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Thus, the church, or rather her counterfeit that eclipses her almost entirely, does not offer a Catholic answer anymore to the man who is hopeless and thirsting for truth, but instead advances the scandal of pain and suffering whose root cause is sin, placing the responsibility on God and blaspheming him as unjust. All right, here's the next part here. Um, This is John Henry Weston's question to Archbishop Vigano. Your Excellency, I imagine that you have seen how pro-life leaders in the United States are begging the bishops to openly declare that abortion is the preeminent question during this presidential election. There have been various bishops who have said the exact opposite and now use the points discussed in the encyclical of Pope Francis in your support, uh, in, in, in support of their ideas. What advice would, uh, would, would you give to your brother bishops and to the faithful? Viganò's response, silence on abortion is a terrible sign of the spiritual and moral deviance in that part of the hierarchy, which denies its very own mission because it has denied Christ. And just as in abortion, the mother kills her own child whom she would love, protect, and bring forth into this earthly life. So in the present fraud the church willed by God to bring forth souls to eternal life is found killing them herself spiritually in her own womb because of the betrayal of her own ministers. The hatred of the enemies of Christ does not spare even his most holy mother whose divine motherhood is hated by Satan because through her, the second person of the blessed Trinity became man to redeem us. If we are Friends of the Blessed Virgin, her enemies are our, are our enemies, according to what has been established by the Lord in the Proto in, 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 in the, in the Evangelium. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between your offspring and hers, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. I remind my brother Bishop that they were anointed with the Holy Chrism as athletes of the faith not as natural spectators of the struggle between god and the adversary i pray that the few in courageous pastors who raise their voices to defend the inviolable and non negotiable principles which the lord has established in natural law may be joined by those who today hesitate out of fear, timidity, or false sense of prudence, you have the grace of state to be heard by your flock who recognize in you the voice of the divine shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 2 and 3. Do not be afraid to proclaim the gospel of Christ, just as the apostles and the bishops who succeeded them did not fear martyrdom. I ask that the faithful disoriented by the sounds of so many f- f- uh, faint-hearted shepherds to raise their prayers to heaven, invoking from the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, those graces which only the Holy Spirit can instill in the most hardened and rebellious hearts. Lava, quote, est sorendum, rigie quote, est arendum, sene, quote, est sanctum, Feliciae, quote, est uh, rigdom. Fove, quot est frigidum Rage, quote, est divium. Offer your sacrifices, your penances, and your sufferings in sickness for the church and for your pastors. All right, well, I wish I didn't read the Latin, but uh, hey, I tried. I have recently interviewed the wife of the former nominee for the Supreme Court, Robert Burke, who spoke about this is uh, John Henry Weston's asking a question towards Bigano, who during her husband's outrageous hearings, she even hinted for the fact that the attacks against him were led by Catholic Democrat Senator Ted Kennedy. What is your opinion of the attacks against Judge Barrett, who particularly because of her faith, the hatred of the world of which Satan is the prince in John chapter 12, verse 31, is the most evident disavowal of the utopian dream of fratelli toti. There cannot be a brotherhood among men if it is excludes the common fatherhood of the one true God. One and Tyrion, triune, those who preach equally and equal rights to the point of giving legitimacy to error and vice become intolerant when they see their own abusive power is at risk. As soon as a Catholic politician in the name of equal rights wants to testify to his or her own faith in legislating and governing, so in this way, the highly toted brotherhood is realized only among the children of darkness, necessarily either excluding the children of light or forcing them to to deny their own identity. And that is significant that the only requisite of this brotherhood appears to be always founded on the refusal of Christ. While it is considered impossible to have a true and holy brotherhood in the sacred bonds of charity, in justice and holiness that proceeds from truth. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. When the unction of confirmation, a Catholic becomes a soldier of Christ a soldier who does not fight for his king but allies himself with the enemy is a traitor a renegade a deserter therefore let catholic politicians and those who hold institutional positions bear witness bear witness the one who the one who sheds his blood for them not only will they receive the necessary graces to carry out their duties in public affairs but they will also be an example to their brothers and will merit an eternal reward, which is the only thing that really matters. Okay. And then, you know, he, he, he quotes something again in Latin. I'm not going to try. All right. Um, official translation. All right. Uh, the October 11th, 2020 divine, Motherhood of Mary, Most Holy, 19th Sunday, after Pentecost. Uh, speech at the United Nations Organization, uh, New York, 25th September, uh, 2015. Okay, he's, he's, I think this is something with uh, Vigano's history. The only indirect mention of abortion is in the twenty-four of the encyclical. Okay, here he's talking about the, um, oh, this is, uh, again, this is uh, about the encyclical in which violence that forces women to abort is denounced, but without condemning the killing of the unborn itself. The reference to the unborn child in Fortale Toti is in paragraph 18 is very weak. It does not explicitly mention the term abortion. Spending just three words on the most abominable crime that involves millions of deaths every year in the world does not change the evidence that the encyclical is literally obsessed with human solidarity in support to globalist agenda. Besides, in the the contest of the U.S. election campaign, yeah, with the publication of the papal document, an explicit condemnation of abortion would openly contradict the Democratic candidate, which is strongly in favor of the abortion. I would add that the reference to the children seems most aimed to the islamic families in particular of those of the immigrants who according to bogolio represent the demographic future of europe i am the salvation of the people says the lord should they cry to me in, in any distress i will hear them and i will be their lord forever hear my te- hear my teachings o my people incline your ear to the words of my mouth this is psalm chapter Psalm 77, verse 1, the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. Hmm. So here he's, he's really being very inclusive, the Pope. That's what he's saying. Um, and then here, number 8, May the rulers of the world publicly honor and extol thee. May teachers and judges reverence thee. May laws express thine order and arts and reflect thy beauty from the hymn, uh, this is from the Feast of Christ the King. All right, this is the end of it here. Um, It's true. (coughs) I'm going to try to go through the, excuse me, sorry. um, The interview of the, uh, he mentions here. Let me see. Well, the PDF is pretty much the same of what we just read. Um, which is, you know, which is what we already uh, read in the article of Life Site News. But he's right. He's right about this. He's right about the fact that it just, it's, the silence is deafening from Pope Francis. I think Pope Francis does not see the Catholic faith anymore the way it's supposed to be seen. I don't think he is definitely a product of the Freemasonic. I don't I don't believe he's Freemason himself but he definitely holds to the ideals of Freemasons All right I want to play one more thing this is an um, an an audio uh, so uh, I'll be right back in a minute hold on all right this is the uh, John Henry's LifeSite news.
1: Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano has called Pope Francis' latest encyclical, quote, a manifesto in the service of the New World Order, end quote. This is John Henry Weston for LifeSite News, bringing you the latest from an interview with Archbishop Vigano we published at LifeSite News today. I'd encourage you to go there for the full interview, but here are some highlights. In a devastating appraisal of Pope Francis's latest encyclical Fratelli Tutti, which means All Brothers, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano called out its failure to take abortion seriously. He said, and I quote, This deafening silence concerning the most odious crime in the eyes of God, because it is committed upon an innocent and defenseless child, depriving it of life, betrays the twisted vision of this ideological manifesto that is in the service of the new world order, end quote. The globalist, and this is a continuation of his quoting from our interview with him published today at LifeSite, the globalist and ecumenical pacifism Of Fratelli Tutti envisions an earthly paradise that lays its foundations on refusing to recognize the kingship of Christ over societies and the entire world. The former papal nuncio to the United States also criticizes the encyclical's call for a brotherhood based on worldly or, as he says, horizontal brotherhood rather than on the true brotherhood in Christ. He says, and I quote, what brotherhood could ever exist between people if killing an innocent child is considered irrelevant? He continues, how can one condemn social exclusion while remaining silent on the most criminal of social exclusions, that of a child who has a right to live, to grow, to be loved, and to love, adore, and serve God, and attain eternal life? He continues, what is the point of addressing arms trafficking, if one can be joined in brotherhood with one who dismembers a child in the womb of its mother, one who sucks the child's brains out the instant before birth. End quote. Archbishop Vigano says that the encyclicals apparent hope to bring hope to all men of the earth is misguided since, quote, in order to truly desire the good of modern man, it is necessary to wake him out of his hypnotic spell of do-goodery, ecologism, pacifism, ecumenism, and globalism. He said, in order to want the good of sinful and rebellious man, it is necessary to make him understand that by distancing himself from his Creator and Lord, he will end up being a slave of Satan and of himself. End quote. Archbishop Vigano spells out the only hope to foster peace and harmony among men is quote, by conforming to the will of God. In the interview, Archbishop Vigano called on faithful Catholics to pray earnestly and offer sacrifices for the church's leaders, the hierarchy, and here the Archbishop must mean especially Pope Francis the author of the encyclical Fertility Tutti, which the Archbishop says, quote, represents in a certain way the emptiness of a withered heart of a blind man deprived of supernatural sight, end quote. There is much more to this interview, so I'd encourage you to go to LifesightNews.com right now for the full story. For Lifesight News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you.
0: All right. So you, get, so you get an idea, pretty much. I mean, it's sad. But I think we've all, you know, I mean, if you go back and you listen to uh, other past uh, episodes I've done, and you see the direction that Pope Francis has been going, this is not an anti-Pope Francis. I'm not denying him or saying he's not Pope. He is Pope. He is Pope. And we have to remember. One of the interesting things about the the Old Testament is that the events of the Old Testament, the Jewish people, are a picture of humanity. They are a picture of the human race, and the human race relationship with God. What's interesting is in uh, I'm going through the Book of Ezekiel right now, and. Ezekiel's vision, was, what's was really remarkable about the vision of Ezekiel when he was picked to be a prophet, when God called him to be a prophet, was that the vision happened outside of the Holy Land after the destruction of the temple. And that really, what's, what's really amazing about it is that there is no temple anymore. And the fact that God now is speaking to them in a foreign land with pagans. They themselves got into the heresy of paganism. They started practicing paganism, and now they're being forced to practice their Jewish faith in a pagan land. In many ways, that's also what we Christians are going through. We're living in a non-believing world. We're living in a world where there is constant unbelief and constant evil practices so in many ways we're going through the same thing what the jewish people have went through in their history now our own christian world the world this world was built by originally by christians and now it's turning pagan it's turning into an atheistic a post-pagan society but a society that is pagan nonetheless it is not they worship the god of politics the God of what they call civil rights, the God of, of sexual rights, the God of transgender rights. They're worshiping the God of money, the God of, 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 of political and social, the God of atheism. That's what they worship. And this is this is what's happening with us as Christians. All right, so I'm gonna end it here. I'm gonna have more. I'm gonna to try to do more on the Freemasons a little bit more on them. I think there's should be more about them. We should talk about more about them. So I'm going to end it here. So um, we'll be back together again soon. God bless and be well. Amen.